Talks, the podcast serving you from the saucer. So you got you got you guys you guys going to stay together. Speak your truth. Express your love and share your enthusiasm. Hello and welcome to the Tea Talks podcast. I'm Thespin Benedicta, your host and self-love coach. Today I'm sipping a lovely cup of green lemon mint tea and alongside me is Aris Dejan from Toronto, Canada. Aris is an artist and the producer of Who How Club and I'm super excited to have him on the show with me today. Aris, thanks again for joining me on the show. Hi Thespin, thanks for having me. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really excited. Um, and I can tell that you were excited as well. Definitely. It is 8.26 a.m. So <laughs> no, there's there's no other excitement than waking up really early in the morning <laughs> to have a sit down with someone you've never met before on a different side of the world, exactly. who's from a different side of the world, and just sharing some, you know, some energy together. So, yeah, yeah. I am excited. I yeah. love that. And on today's episode, we will be covering the importance of um, self-healing. But before Mm. we dive right in, um, as I am sipping a lovely cup of tea, I know that Iris is sipping tea as well. So tell us more about what you're sipping. Yes. So today is sort of like on Sundays, I fast and I focus on like detoxing and stuff like that and focusing on my health. Um, I'm sipping on an organic turmeric uh, with meadow sweet and ginger tea, um, this is uh, this is something that'll kind of keep me calm for the day. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm sipping on today. It's still hot. I haven't had a sip yet, but um, that's how yeah, we like I it. Th- we like it hot. Ex- ex- I, <laughs> you're hilarious. Um, <laughs> no, really, yes, I we, can't yes, we do. Yes. I, I, I yes. literally, I can't. Uh, clearly, you don't. Um, you can be honest. No. <laughs> I, I like it hot. I, I like it hot, but um, it needs to cool down just a little bit just for me to enjoy bit. it. Yeah. Oh, no. I enjoy it hot. I really do. Um, so let's look at <laughs> who Eris is. Um, what was it like growing up? I grew up from like an observer perspective. I was an observer growing up. So I was like a sponge just soaking everything up around me. You know what I mean? Watching the adults sort of operate around me, whether it was my aunt or my mom or my grandmother um, or my uncle, just like, yeah, just paying attention, really. I was a quiet child, um, and I had a lot of fun growing up, you know? Um, it was quiet. It was quiet for me growing up as a young as a young lad. But I recognized that I was an observer from when I was young. Like, I knew that I was an observer because I saw other kids and how they acted. And I was like, yeah, I don't act like those kids, you know. I'm more quiet and reserved. And I like being around the adults, you know, because I feel like they're the ones that I'm going to learn from the most. Um, so growing up was it, it was, it was an experience in itself, you know. So, yeah. I can relate to that because I myself used to enjoy being around like the older people I literally used to sit and sip tea with my grandma and like my grandpa Um, funny story is that actually my grandfather when he used to sip tea 
he always drank um, with a saucer and he would pour his tea into the saucer and I would sip from the saucer. So that's yes. actually what inspired my tagline for my podcast, which is serving you from the saucer. I saw As that, be- yes. <laughs> You know, it's yes. because that's what he taught me. He always said like, you know, don't give, don't give the next person everything from your cup. Serve them from the saucer so you still have enough left for you. Um, yes. So that was one of the most important lessons I think that I learned while growing up. And yeah, it's, it's, it's true. You learn a lot from those that are, are much more um, older and mature than you. You, know. you do, you do, if you're open to that, you know. There were times where I did want to be around children, you know, my own age at, at a point because I was around adults a lot. A lot of my birthdays and stuff, I didn't really have friends showing up to my birthdays. I would be going to, like, restaurants, fancy restaurants with the adults, the adults that I was raised around and stuff like that. So you the could even say, like... is like you didn't have to pay for them, right? <laughs> Exactly, exactly, yeah. In retrospect, those were amazing experiences because yeah. a lot of kids weren't experiencing that at the time, you know. Um, so it was good either way. And was there, like, any challenges for you um, growing up, like things that you had to accept or things that you had to face that made it a bit more challenging? Uh, a couple of challenges come to mind. You know, we moved around a lot growing up. Um there wasn't much stability growing up. Um, so moving around a lot was was sort of like a challenge. You know, there were times where, you know, just when you got settled, you had to move again. Or, um, you know, some of my... Like ever since a young child, I would collect, like, action figures and comic books and stuff like that. Like I was just into that stuff from a young age. Um, but moving around a lot... Uh, it forced me to and forced us to kind of leave some things behind at times um, and there are moments that I think about those things that I left behind and I get a bit sad but then I look in my apartment now and I see my new collection of things that I've rebuilt you know and I, I put value into those things because they're part of my childhood so I continue to collect and I continue to read comic books and and graphic novels and just art. It's all art-related stuff that inspires me. So I'm happy that when you get to an age where you could provide for yourself, you can you can still have that childhood energy with you. Never let it go, you know, because those are the things that made you happy growing up. So so I guess I guess you could look at it as a it was a challenge at the time, but eventually it becomes like a good challenge because it forces you to to keep that childlike lifestyle, the mm, things that kept you happy. As well, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just I want to touch base on what you said earlier, um, where you would think about those things and it would make you it would make you sad. Why Why do you think that is the emotion um, that is associated with the things that you left behind? Because I felt like this was like a level of awareness that I had as a child. I felt like if ever there was a moment that would come come up again where I were to be sad or angry or triggered by something, at least I would still have those things that made me happy. Um, 
And it's not necessarily like a materialistic thing. It's just the things that bring you joy as a child. So, you know, if I ever became sad again in the future or in the near future, the loss of those things that meant so dear to me added another layer of sadness that one has to deal with. And when you look at life, as you grow, like in your, like your true essence, you're happy. You are the definition of happiness. Someone, someone reminded me of that in this past week. That when we're born, we are actually the epitome of joy and happiness and all things positive. But it's life that kind of challenges those emotions and that perspective of what happiness should look like and all of that. Like we are happiness, but we go through challenges that that. Uh, that challenge happiness and our true nature. So as you get older, it's like layer upon layer of sadness and anger and disappointment that one must kind of peel back to get back to your true state, which is natural joy, natural happiness, natural white light and positivity. And those little things that we do to make us happy and to continue to make us happy are just us trying to put a block on the negative things that try to get into our lives and try to sway us from being happy. Like you might go out today and you might go for a walk and you think that you're doing you're taking a walk because it makes you happy. But Fespin is already happy. You're just taking that walk because it adds to your happiness and you're making sure that you put a blockage on any negativity that tries to make its way to you. <laughs> but walking doesn't make you happy. It just adds to your... You're already it's happy. It's like a byproduct of happiness. There you go. Yeah. And it's, in, and it's an individualistic thing, right? Exactly. Like walks doesn't Walks don't make everybody happy, but you... It makes you happy, it. so yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I think you you hit like on some important notes there um, because that I feel like is the foundation of self healing. You know, mm. like a lot of the healing that we do need to do stems from our childhood. It stems mm. from our inner child. It stems literally from everything that we experienced as a child. You know, yes, so, everything. For example, if you grew up um, or you think back to when you were a kid and um, someone took one of your action figures, okay, they grabbed it, they took it, and you were upset when that happened. You know, you were sad. It, the fact that someone took something that was so dear to you, it, it, it sparked a negative emotion within you, right? So... Now, as an adult, when someone takes something from you, it might not be an action figure. It could be, um, you know, your freedom of speech. It could be um, your your happiness or your joy or whatever it may be. It will then um, ignite that same emotions of sadness, anger that you felt when a kid took away your action figure. You know, but as adults, we don't recall everything that we went through as a young child and we don't realize that everything that we are experiencing now as adults is simply again byproducts of what we experienced when we were children so the Mm -hmm. healing we need to do as adults is the same healing that we need to do to our inner child Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and, and that's something that I had to reflect on this past week because mm. there were certain things, you know, that were showing up in my life. And I, I was like, okay, so what what is triggering this, you know? Where does this stem from? What were your results? Mm, what no, were the back, results? Backtracking, you yeah. know, backtracking to um, when I was a kid, like what, what happened when I was a child um, yes. that, that made me feel that way. And when I went back to the moment and identified, okay, this is what happened, this is how I felt, now as an adult I can put steps into place to help me heal from that, you know, because now I've obviously gained an understanding. And, you know, when we're, when we're adults, you know, when we become adults, we, we really lose that, that childhood, not childhood, but we forget that we were children mm-hmm. sometimes, we forget that, you know, we were once young, little, tiny, little people, bodies, beings, you know, and we're so busy, quote unquote, adulting that when something does happen to us, first of all, I like that you said the word ignite as opposed to trigger, even though they're sort of synonymous with, with mm-hmm. one another. I'm going to start using the word ignite instead of trigger because <laughs> the word trigger triggers me, you know, so <laughs> I, I really like ignite. I yeah. like that. So I'm, I'm going to try power. to. There's power. There's power yes, in the word. Yes, yeah. yes, power yes, yes. So I think I think we need to remember that we were children, that we were sponges, that we were we've been affected by things that come from our past. And a lot of those things weren't dealt with. And now that we're adults and we're so busy, we forget about those things. We don't reflect on them enough not to fester on them, but to just kind of acknowledge them. I I always say this thing like. Because a lot of us, I don't know if you are like this, if you're an overthinker, if you think a lot about the future. The future is unknown. Our present is where we live right now, and we have to be present. Like, the, the, the term present is in twofold. Like, you, have, you must be present within the present. And our, our pasts are just for reference. We know our past for a reason. We have that knowledge of our past for a reason because we need to use that as a reference so that we can operate in our present in a different manner. And then so with that, we can prepare for our future, the future that is unknown. It's like preparing for the future. We're preparing for the future. We're using our past to function in the present in order to prepare for our future. So we have to stay connected to our past and not forget that, like, hey, this happened to me. Um, I was once a child. Um, I once did not know better. Um, I once made mistakes. I once I was once angry, but now I'm not like we have to use our past as a reference so that we could be better now today, you know, but. I think we put a blockage on those things once we become adults. We're like, I'm not a child anymore. Yeah, we cut suppress, it all off. Yeah, we suppress everything that we feel. We suppress. Right now, there you go. We we, um, we get to a stage in our lives where it's like, for me to, and this is again, this is part of my own self healing that I had to do. Um, overlooking our emotions. And Mm. suppressing them to an extent whereby we don't even allow ourselves to feel, which then causes a problem, right? Because now, imagine like you've got this um, glass bottle um, and you're trying to fill this bottle with all these pebbles and each pebble 
is an emotion that you've been suppressing. It's an experience that you've suppressed, you know, suppressed. And the more you try and fill this now with pebbles, you can't press any more pebbles into the bottle because there's no more space left. So now what happens is the pebbles start to, you know, obviously fall all over, you know, everywhere in your environment. So as you go through life, all these little pebbles that you haven't dealt with seeps into your careers. It seeps into your relationship. It seeps into your your faith. It seeps in literally everywhere because you haven't dealt with it. So <laughs> self-healing is crucial to the development and the growth as a aspiring adult because I feel like we're all still children. You know, we all are grown-up kids, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things that we are in denial. There's many times where we act out as kids. There's, you know, so it's like, are we even really adults? Have we ever fully grown up? Mm. Like, have you honestly grown up? Have you done all the work on you to say that, you know what? I have done, like, for example, if you think of school. Yes. You can't say that you've matriculated if you haven't gone to grade one or grade two or grade three or grade four. So have you done the work that you had to do on yourself to then graduate as an adult? Mm -hmm. If you haven't yet done the work, there's a lot of self-healing that you need to do, you know? Yes, yes. And, And like I've spent seven, almost eight years now learning, you know, how to love myself doing um, self-healing, becoming more mm-hmm. self-aware. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like I'm busy um, writing. Well, I've actually finished writing. I'm in the process now of um, fine-tuning my, my self-love journal um, because of this exact reason. I feel like there's a lot of people that don't know how to do self-healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what helped me was journaling. And so I've compiled a journal that I want to share eventually, <laughs> yes. um, you know, God willing, it will be published. Um, but that's something that I put my heart into that I want to share with people to help them on their own um, self love journey, self healing journey, because I feel like that is literally an essential part of growing up. Hmm. That's inspiring. It's very inspiring. Are you able to, are you able to share with us maybe what you went through this week and what forced you to reflect on your on your childhood or your past? I think I, I'll share I'll share a bit because yeah, it's not my story. This is this is yours. You know, <laughs> it's not about me. It's about you. <laughs> Hey, we're just, we're just communicating. We're just having a conversation. I'm just, I'm very curious. I want to learn more about you, right? So I want, I'm curious to know what your, how, what your way of thinking is like and what, what allowed you or put you in a position where you had to tap into that old stuff and how you did it and if it helped or not. Yeah, well, it, it all kind of stems from my, um, my past week, right? I told you I just got back from... Um, like Your my trips. vacation, yeah. Yeah, 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 and it was kind of like a little of everything, you know. 
um, that I've experienced and the relationships that I've seen. Um, and so all of those things kind of got me to a point where I was like questioning everything that I thought was important to me and everything mm-hmm. I thought um, I was good at, you know, mm. like I know I'm a good communicator, but I was being challenged in some areas of my communication. And that made me question like, okay, am I a good communicator? Mm-hmm. Why, why did that somehow seem to offend me? Why did, you know, so I had to sit with myself and be like, I don't usually allow things to offend me. So why did that offend me? You know, did I feel like it was coming from a bad place? That I feel like the person wasn't respecting me? And so I had mm. to sit with myself and understand that the reason it offended me was because one of my values is respect, mm-hmm. right? And so when, when someone doesn't communicate in a way that, is, that I consider respectful... Yeah. It offends my value. Mm. And so when that happens, I I need to learn like okay, how do I how do I then now adapt? Right? Because everyone communicates differently. If you if you look at it from a different spectrum, that person wasn't being disrespectful. Right? That was that person's way of communicating. But what right. in my what on my end made me feel Mm. That I was being disrespected, even though I wasn't, you know, was it what was said? Was it how it was said? So these are the questions that I kind of had to sit with. And until I figured out that I just really value respect so much that, you know, the minute someone says something that hits home, which might be something that I haven't fully worked through yet. And so it hit me harder than I anticipated now that's a clear indication for me like okay no there's work that needs to happen in this area the person wasn't being disrespectful you weren't being disrespected you just need to do more work in that area you know so are you are you guys gonna break up or you're gonna You guys gonna stay together through this, or you gonna break that's, up? Like, what's the? That's what's his name? That's, what is his name? Who says it's a he? Like, uh, or her name? I'm sorry, I'm progressive. <laughs> I apologize. What is her name? Oh my gosh! No, it I'm was, teasing. It, I'm you teasing know, you. I'm it teasing. Was, it was something that you know, and and if you listen to it, you'll probably think, um, you know, that it, it is a relationship, but. It's it's not even someone that was close to me. That's the that's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing, you know. Like yeah. it was practically yeah. a stranger. And um, another thing is, like you know, in a lot <laughs> in a lot of cases, like especially on this trip, like so many things that I've learned has been from people that I have met once. Mm-hmm. And 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 that I think alone baffled me more because it was like wow. How can a stranger teach me so much about myself? Mm-hmm. And I had to, again, reflect and say, it's because you can't see your own blind spots. 
So God is using different people in the season to show you the areas that you need to work on. You know? And yes. that for me was like, wow. So when I was at home now, all I've been doing is like, <sighs> I need to reflect right. on this whole trip because there's just so many lessons um, that I have literally learned that I still need to share. And I think I'm going to do a podcast episode on on that because it's just, it's too much to write about. And so it's easier to speak about it, I feel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I was just teasing you, but uh, I know it sounds. It you sounds would, it like it sounds very intimate, yeah. It sounds like there's a guy. That it, here's how I'm okay, receiving yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Tell me, tell me your perspective. Sounds like a guy that you had something with this guy. You might have thought it was something else, or vice versa. You guys had a break in communication, but it wasn't communicated properly. There was clearly a miscommunication. Uh huh. And it could have been a guy or a girl, maybe someone you had a a little stint with on your trip, <laughs> whether it was sexual or intimate or whatever, emotional. Um, so, and I, I could read between the lines because, like, I experienced those as well, right? Yeah. So real recognizes real. If I'm totally off, you could let me know as well. But yeah. that's what I'm receiving. That's how I'm perceiving it. But you could correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely not um, anything along those lines. It was more so someone that was really familiar with the streets that said something to me that I was like, what? Yes, yes. Like, what? You know? <laughs> and it hit me harder because I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. Like... Where, yeah, who are you? Like, where, like, you know, where does that come from and what? Yes. What made you say that or what did I do to... So I'm having this whole conversation in my head now. Um, but again, it was... The person was clearly just pointing out the blind spot, you know? Right, right. So it's it's interesting. I don't want to give too much away from my No, 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 no. You know, I want to... You're going to have a full episode yeah, on that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be listening. I'll be listening to that episode, one hundred percent. And then you can you can create more love stories in your head. <laughs> I, it's funny you said love. I'm looking at the word love right now. Oh I have God. like this. I have this little birdhouse in my apartment, yeah. and it says love on it. And I usually stick it with like bird feathers that I come across. Oh. Uh, on my journeys or whatever, or like when I'm walking the dog and stuff like that. So. You said love, and I'm looking at the love uh, house right now. But yeah, that's just my, uh, that's where my mind automatically went to. Because, you know, I know it's tough being a woman, and it's tough being a guy sometimes. And those interactions or difference in perspectives, yeah. stra stranger or not, you know, intimate or not, you're going to come across people that either ignite <laughs> certain things in you and it forces you to reflect mm. or yeah. sometimes sometimes your gut is right though sometimes your gut True. is right sometimes it's like yeah you're honestly Always. not communicating right with me Always. and i'm right in this like i am right you're wrong and i don't like how this conversation is going because how you're communicating is not for me mm -hmm. And yeah, and sometimes we're okay. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, maybe they're right, and then I need to go self reflect and change something about myself. Sometimes they do, they, it's them. Mm. 
you know, it is them, and it's okay that it's them. It's always we don't them. always. It's always them. I'm joking. It's always them. Yeah. <laughs> 90% of the time, uh, it's them. Because you're just existing. You're just this yeah. beautiful being, right? Exactly. That is working, my fault. I mean, working on yourself, you exactly. know? Exactly. Doing all this hard work. I mean, psh, yeah. boy, you gotta tell me, man. Do you know how much work I've been doing? Exactly. Do you exactly. know how much work do I've you been know? doing? Do you even know? Do you know what I've been through to get here? Like, get the hell away from me. <laughs> You're not even qualified to have this conversation with me. You know what I've been through? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. But, you know, sometimes we, we can be a lot more um, harsh when it comes to, like, others. Um, and then sometimes the roles are reversed, you know. Sometimes we're a bit too harsh on ourselves. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. I find, like, you know, learning that balance... Um, is it's a way of life it's a key to life that is it's a key to life so how did you achieve like self-healing um i mean i think i'm in the process of that Mm -hmm. i haven't achieved it quite yet like i wouldn't say i'm at a point where i am healed or you know but i'm learning what that is now because um, you broke up with someone. You're hilarious. <laughs> you're hilarious. Is this, this, this how this how this is how our conversation is gonna be? Eh? We're just gonna. Uh, yes. <laughs> unlike you, unlike you, unlike you, I'm gonna be fully transparent and be honest. <laughs> About everything and be I'm gonna spill my tea Oh there platform. we go now Aris you got it a, a breakup a breakup did force me into this sort of mode that I'm in now mm-hmm. but it was a mode that I was or like already in search of but I was involved in something that was kind of holding that that uh, opportunity back I think um and it's not to put it all on that situation or that person per se, but it's just the truth. Like sometimes you're involved in something or you're so close to something that you can't see outside of it from the outside looking in yeah. because you're so involved. You know, you're next to the elephant and the elephant is so big. Your perspective is just the elephant. You can't see anything else going on or around that. So um, it was a major breakup that that ignited uh, my journey to self-healing and wanting to be a better version of myself and the version of myself that I've always wanted to be, but I just haven't been inspired to be that. Um, whether it's because I was in a relationship that I didn't really want to be in or I wasn't pursuing my my talents the way I should have been. Um, I wasn't making decisions. You know, I feel like there's strength in saying yes and no. Because then you know where you stand in certain things. But being yeah. in the middle, being in the middle of anything doesn't help your growth at all. It Reach actually stunts it. Yes. it. Yes, yeah. It's yes. stun it stunts your growth because you're in the middle, you're just floating in the air and you haven't made a decision with yourself on where you stand in certain areas of your life. So or with certain people or protecting your energy and what that looks like, defining what your life should look like, you know, or what you want it to be. So Um, I'm on that journey now, you know, and therapy has helped with that. Um, The relationship didn't didn't ignite therapy, 
uh, actually bringing this up right now. I haven't spoken about my relationship once in therapy, um, but I've I've spoken about other things. You know, I've had many relationships in life, so it's not just that one that that has defined this part of my life right now, but. Um, my relationship with my mother, you know, and my upbringing. Like, your first question was, like, what was my life like, you know? Growing up, a lot of those things have come up in therapy, not my intimate relationships or, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I I think, like, those... My relationship with myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Our relationships with ourselves is, is, is something we really need to dissect. Like, how have we treated ourselves, you know? Have we been hard on ourselves? Have we been kind? Do we hold ourselves back because of fear? Um, Because of our mommy issues or our daddy issues, Uh et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we need to really focus on the in as opposed to the external stuff. We always put it on the external stuff. Oh, I was in this relationship. That's what held me back. Oh, I I don't know my dad. That's why I'm not successful or... I grew up in foster care. That's why my like yeah. you know the yeah, it's always projecting, right? Like we're always yeah. constantly projecting, and like just like for you, you know, your relationship is kind of like what catapulted you to starting your your journey on self healing. It's it's been the same for me. Like I've been single what seven years now, mm-hmm. and you know my last relationship, you know, made me question a lot about what I tolerate, um, Mm. how I view myself, my worth, and all of those things, you know. So, yes, we go through life experiencing um, a lot of different things, but it is our responsibility to be honest with ourselves and to look at, like, what is this teaching me right now? Mm. It happened, but what is it teaching me right now? Like, how do I then need to course correct my life? Mm-hmm. So that the same situation doesn't happen again. So that I don't right. date the same guy with a different face. You know what I mean? So it's like. Or you don't date your father. Yeah. <laughs> or or no, your mother. You exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so. and Or a version of yourself okay, that you've been trying to get away from for so long. Yeah. 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 You don't date your comfort. Basically. Yes, or your um, old self, the thing, the self that you've been trying to grow from mm. for the longest while. Because it, 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 a version of yourself will come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. It, it's a test. It's a test from the universe. True, so true. Yeah. And and the fact that you were saying earlier um, about saying yes and no, there is so much power in that, you know, because it's it's you honoring your yes and you honoring your no. And that is one of the core foundations that I live by now because every single day is a challenge for us. Every single day we need to honor our yes. Every single day we need to honor our no. And there's going to be times where we don't honor either. Mm. But when that happens, instead of being judgmental towards yourself, Mm. be compassionate and say, okay, I didn't honor my no, but why is that? get curious as to why you didn't honor your yes or your no. And then it's going to help you to ensure that it doesn't then happen again, you know? I really like that. That's something I'm really struggling with is the being hard on myself. But that's something that, that's something that I've, I've, uh, 
a part of my personality that has been present since I was young, you know? I'm just always, I don't know, I'm just hard on myself with certain things because I expect better from myself. I expect myself to not repeat the same mistakes. I expect myself to be structured and have the discipline that I've attempted to implement into my life and I once had. Sometimes I find myself trying to reconnect to past behaviors that were positive for myself, but I just can't get there anymore because I'm so busy or I'm so caught up with other things. Like maybe I'm not getting enough sleep, so my structure is off, you know? Like I get I get upset at myself that I can't reclaim those structures. Um, but then I have to realize that maybe I can develop a new structure. It doesn't have to be identical to the old way, you know? Uh, create a new way. I don't even know if you realize what you just what you just said because a lot of people are stuck right there um, mm. in in that same situation where they harden themselves and they are busy. Mm-hmm. Like we are so stuck in the busy mm-hmm. that we forget there's only ever one essential thing that really matters. There's only ever one. And us being busy is just distracting us from what that thing is, you know? Mm -hmm. So you really need to be in tune and you really need to be aware of the certain things that ignite certain emotions within you, that ignite certain um, responses, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and reaction sometimes, because in most cases we react and we forget to respond, you know. We react because it's it's instant, it's, it's we're angry, this is how we feel now, so ah, reacting towards it. Instead yes. of like, okay, let me reflect and let me choose to respond to the yes. situation. Let me choose to, you know, respond to um, the way this person, you know, spoke to me or... Or handle this, whatever it may be. Yes. Um, but but I feel like what you just mentioned of being hard on yourself is completely normal. We all hold ourselves to um, a higher degree and a higher standard, and rightfully so, we should, because yes. we're all striving to live a better life. We all want to be better than who we were yesterday. Yes. But in saying that, we should still practice compassion. Yes. We should still practice yeah. kindness towards us. Yes. The yes. same thing we do to others. Think about it. When your best friend or your mom says something that really hurts you, you know you're upset in the moment. Yeah, you are. But are you going to hold that against them? Probably not. It's going to take mm-hmm. you a few days to get over it, but you're going to get over it. You're mm-hmm. going to forgive them. Why can't you do the same to yourself? Yes. You know, so it's 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 just it's applying the same um, behaviors, the same responses, the same love, the same affirmation, the same appreciation um, that we do extend to others, just by doing the same to ourselves. Yes. Every single day, and it, literally, it starts small. You know, it it doesn't need to be this whole big change that we create. No, it starts <laughs> small. Mm. So I agree with you. I agree. I'm 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 glad. Like I feel like we we really resonating well um, in terms yes. of this because we both are doing the work. 
Yes. You know, which makes the flow of conversation easier. So it's yes. not like self-healing is, is uh, it's foreign to you. No, you, you're able to relate to it because this is, this is where you currently see yourself. And even for me, like I've healed a lot, but there's still yes. more that I need to heal from. We constantly need to heal. Growth and healing, are, are, they both need to be, and levels of awareness. I feel like those are the three yes. constants yes. that have to continue to uh, to happen, you know, to help you evolve. It's a part of our natural evolution, the awareness of oneself, yeah, yeah. The, the ability to heal. And um, sorry, what was the third one? Oh, growth. Yeah. <laughs> growth. So growth, growth happens in many different forms. We're talking about age, um, height, um, you know, just the evolution of oneself, how we, how we, you know, how we sort of transition into new stages of our lives, right? And you, when you, when you have self-awareness, you gain different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like all three of those things feed into each other. <laughs> Your yeah. growth, your self-awareness, and your, um, uh, what's the third one? Sorry, <laughs> I keep forgetting what so I'm it's, saying. It's your growth, your growth self, self-awareness, self-awareness and, healing. and healing, yes. All three of those things are intertwined one, and synonymous exactly, with one another. I was about to say, the one can't happen yeah. without the other, definitely. Exactly. The one can't happen exactly. without the other. I just made that up too. Can we make notes of that? Let's make sure we hold on. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take some notes. I I feel like we're. we're, You've been. been (laughs) You can hear that. Yeah. You can hear that. You're taking notes. Hold on. Healing, growth, and self awareness. Or we'll just keep it as awareness. But that's the trifecta. I feel. Um for us as beings that need to be constant so that we continue to evolve. Um, And I just feel like going back to what you're saying about our conversation being so fluid because we're just sharing and having a conversation. This is pretty much therapy. If you look at it, this is a form of therapy. Like you and I are literally in a session together, picking each other's brains. We're also communicating in a healthy way. Because communication is not only speaking, it's listening. So we're both listening to one another as we share our truths and our perspectives on all of these things. And it's uh, it's very healthy. So Yeah, definitely. Now, yeah. one thing <clears throat> that I, I want to know is, like, what inspired your change? So you've, you, you went through the relationship. Yes. And you've obviously reached the point whereby... You felt that you know I need to, um, I need to do something about this. I need to progress. I need to heal. What inspired that change within you? Mm. I, I would say hitting rock bottom emotionally. Tell me more um, about that. What did that look like? I'm I'm the type of person, and I realize that I've repeated this throughout my history, even though I'm just getting started on my journey. There are a few times where I've done this, where I've kind of self-sabotaged myself, mm. where like yes, I, I like yes, to I like yes. to control I like to control everything, and let's just say even if there's something that I want I want to end, like let's say 
let's say you and I are in a relationship, in an intimate relationship we've been together. I've already made the decision inside of myself that this is not for me. And I'm doing everything in my path to get out of it. But for some strange reason, I cannot get out of it. One day I wake up and I say, God, save me from this situation. Please remove anything that doesn't belong in my life. Remove it. Now, the day doesn't come where that happens right away. But now you make the decision to leave me. I've now lost control. And I'm so close to the situation. Hello? Yeah. Okay. I'm so close to the situation that I'm not realizing that God is now answering my prayers. But I'm so focused on losing control that now I've self-sabotaged and I might do self-damage because I'm trying to gain back that control. How dare you break up with me? I'm the one that's been asking for the freedom. I need to be the one to break up. So I'm going to try everything in my path to keep you here and try my best to maybe make it work or do something which is the opposite of what I've been asking for. And then in turn, it just it becomes like this this whole like um, like a, a house on fire. That's how I what I equate it to. Like it's a house burning down, vicious flames, and it's just not going good. But in the back of my mind, I know that when this is all over, I'm going to elevate from this situation. Still, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to go through that, whether or not you know that you're going to make it out of this and be better and overcome this and it's going to elevate you to a different level. I'm trying to do things the opposite of that, where I'm not self-sabotaging. I'm making firm decisions. I'm following my gut. I'm not worried so much about control because that's the ego. But that situation did force me to hit rock bottom once again. So I kind of had a role to play in my own self-sabotage and like my own hitting rock bottom because I knew I would have to do that in order to go to the stage, get to the stage that I'm at right now today with you and I being on this call. So um, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird concept to grasp. I know it's unhealthy and I'm actually being honest and speaking about it and vulnerable in it because I haven't really said this to anyone. I know that it was wrong. I shouldn't have done things that way. And I should have just allowed the process to to formulate and trust God and trust the universe because I had asked for that. But control and my ego got in the way that I ended up hurting myself in that. So long story short, yeah, I hit rock bottom. And there's only one other place to go once you hit rock bottom, which is up. And it's been up ever since. So... The, that breakup did did inspire that. Um, and, you know, just, just dealing with my trials and tribulations, like, face-to-face, face face, you know, facing my mother and making a decision with that relationship and just other people in my life, you know, saying yes and no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you touched on that um, because self-sabotage is... Um, a topic that not many people are aware of. And we do it on a constant day-to-day. So I'm very happy that you touched on that, especially being um, male, because, mm. again, it's not something that is familiar in in men, right? Like men don't... Like you'll hear now, a lot of women would, would acknowledge and admit, like, oh, I've self-sabotaged, I've done one, two, and three. 
um, and it's mostly related to emotional and, and you know, our health because of what we eat and we feel guilty for eating that or we emotional about situations. But hearing it from a guy is very rare. So the fact that you were aware that this is what is happening, this is what I'm currently doing to myself, you know, it really reflects on your growth that you've done and the work that you've done in yourself um, thus far because self-sabotage is, is, it camouflages itself so well, you know, and that control and the, the ego and the pride that we feel for wanting to, to make a decision for our own well-being, but then when a decision is made, without our consent we feel some sort of way and now we want to take it back into our hands and like no I I need to do it I need to be the one that you know makes this decision makes makes the decision says no breaks up and guys do this all the time Mm -hmm. you know guys do this all the time and it's it's an issue because they're not aware of the power struggle they're in denial, some some of them. And it's not to bash men, because women do it as well. No, like 100%. A lot, I've come across hundreds of women who, who have done this as well. And, like, it's, uh, it's just an individual thing. Like, we're in denial. We don't want to take responsibility sometimes. We want to project and, you know, like I said earlier, like, it's someone else's fault, not mine. But we have to hold ourselves accountable as well. Whether you're a man or a woman, it's... It's just that you have to be so, so aware of that. And sometimes, when, like I said, when you're in the moment, you're not aware because you're so engulfed in, in the, the moment or what's happening that you're not able to step out and look at, see what's going on. You might have the thought in the back of your mind, but that's not enough to help you in the moment. You really have to be so, have some self-control and put your ego aside in the moment of these moments, you know, so... You know, I have fallen fault to that and uh, or fallen victim to that. And that's something that I've been aiming to work on as well. And I think I've been doing good so far. Good, good, good. Always, always um, celebrate the small wins. Yes. Um, I, I, wanna, I just want to touch um, a little more on, like, the relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. So... Talk me through like what the relationship is like and like what what is the toughest truth that you had to accept about the relationship? Uh, that it'll just never be the way that I uh, want it to be or hoped that it would be, especially being the stage of life that I'm at. I always pictured my mom and I. Like, I thought not getting along was just because maybe I didn't understand things or maybe because I was younger and I looked forward to when I was older in a, in a more mature state of mind that maybe our relationship would become greater and um, she'd be like a best friend to me, you know? Like, she's still my mother. I've always honored that. But I thought that maybe we would become closer. So recently I've had to accept that. You know, it's it's just never going to be what I want it to be. Yeah. And I have to accept that. And how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel like I'm running out of parents. 
uh, it makes me feel uh, alone. It makes me feel that um, I can only look to God now to be my parent and my guide and the universe. So I embrace that. You know, I embrace the trees and the, the birds and my visions that I get or my dreams or the things that I write down in my book that come to life. My hieroglyphics that I post on my or draw on my uh on my whiteboard, like I look at all of that as my guide and my parent through this life that I'm living because we do have parents, we do have our ancestors and our guides watching, the gods watching over us. Um, and we have to be okay with that and accepting of that, especially when the, the, the biological parent that you see in the physical form might not be living up to your, to your expectations. And maybe I'm not living up to her expectations. Yeah, Yeah, well, when when you get to a certain age or stage of life, with some parents, they feel like you shouldn't have any needs. You're an adult now. But they don't understand that, like, you were forced to grow up at a young age. You haven't had an opportunity to be a child yet. So now that you're, you could have some sort of sense of freedom in your older age, you're an adult now, I could be free. I'm, I'm, I have no worries. I don't have to depend on anybody to support myself. I'm independent. I get to enjoy life like a child now, in a way. You know, I get to collect my stuff. I get to have my own room. I get to, you know, and I also want my mom. I want my mom. I want to show her. I want her to be proud of me, you know, but that, that might not happen. So you have to be okay with that. And just be proud of yourself. And like you said, everything is a win. Every little thing is a win. So have a perspective like that, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I can relate again on that topic because, like, for me, I've obviously lost my biological parents. Um, mm. But in saying that I've lost them, I have gained so many other parents you know and and yes it comes in the form of God but also God sent so many other adults into my life on different stages in my life in different seasons in my life Um, so I've always had a form of a parent you know that would guide me and um, I think I think the same for you you know there is someone that you you know you've learned from that Sometimes it comes in the form of a stranger. They teach you something that you would have never learned from someone else. And that becomes a life lesson, which essentially is something a parent would teach you. You know, but I feel like it's, it's, it's really a, a ugly truth that we need to accept. Um, and I shouldn't actually say it's an ugly truth. I think it's a beautiful truth because we, we lose what we feel is meant to be ours forever. But in that loss, we gain something way more than we could have ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't experienced that loss, we would never appreciate the gain, you know? So your appreciation for nature, the trees, the birds, the sun, you know, it's the same when I take walks. It's something that feeds my soul. It feeds me energy because it reminds me that there's something bigger than mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, man, it's 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 a struggle, you know, and we've all got our battles, we've all got our stories, but I, you know, I always admire when someone is willing to be open and honest about their truth and look at it from a different perspective. Yes, I mean, I feel I feel like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I think we're at a stage of, I'm in a stage of life, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but... We, I don't really have a choice at this point in time, <laughs> to be honest. To like, I can't fathom the thought of not being honest with myself anymore, or holding myself accountable for actions, or um, accepting of things that I might have not accepted before, or have kind of made me feel a certain way. Like, imagine accepting that you know you won't have the relationship that you want with your mother. And I'm not speaking to you, but just the listeners yeah, when they hear yeah. this. Like, imagine accepting that. Like, we know that it exists. Like, okay, I may never have the relationship that I want with one of my parents. Um, there's that fold. But then there's the other fold where it's like, now let me accept that. And that's a scary thought in itself. Because once you accept it, there's no stopping you. Yeah. There is no stopping you. <laughs> like, you're, like, invincible then. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I accept mm-hmm. it. I am moving forward now. I will leave you there. I'm not going to allow this to affect me anymore because I've accepted it. Our whole lives, we're, we're living not accepting things that have happened, have happened to us. We're in denial. We haven't faced those things because we're afraid of them. We're, like a, we're afraid to revisit them. We're afraid to call it out. We doubt ourselves, you know, we're like, are we the wrong one? Are we wrong? Are we the reason why dot, dot, dot? But, you know, no. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the same, you know, it's, it's like, like accepting the truth about any relationship at the end of the day. Um, and, and just the value that it brings in your life. And, and is, it, is it even pouring into you the way mm-hmm. it should be? You yes. know, is it even worth holding on to? Yes. And it's it's harder when it's family because you were born into that. It's not something that you had an option to choose. You know, it's not like you chose a friend, um, you chose a job. Oh, it didn't work out. So now you're like, you know what? I'm done with you. I know that <laughs> you you work at a homeless shelter, right? Correct. Correct. Um, yes. Tell me about your journey in that and how has it currently like impacted your life? Uh, good question. Um, <clears throat> for me, I grew up in foster care. I spent my teenage years in foster care, um, the ages 13 to 18. And um, through that, throughout that time, um, I was just so aware of what I was going through and I, I would decipher it, you know, I'd pick it apart and question it and question how it made me feel, question uh, the decisions I had to make in that in, in that instance. And I saw a lot of my social workers, you know, they would change a lot, you know, I would get a worker one day, explain to them my story and get comfortable with them. And then the next they changed and a new person would come in, yeah. then a new person would come in, and all this inconsistency, which kind of mirrored some of my life, you know, and, and my upbringing, even prior to foster care. So um, through that, I said to myself, I always wanted to get in the field to do the opposite 
of what was done to me. I wanted to be uh, consistent in someone else's life, you know. So, because um, I understood how it impacted somebody because it was happening to me. And uh, my time in foster care was healthy, you know. Like, some challenges along the way, but, you know, the, f- the home that I stayed at or the people that brought me under their roof were, it was a healthy dynamic, um, they supported me. I supported them. I always respected my elders. I had manners. So that created a healthy relationship between my foster parents and I. But I saw other boys in the house that I lived with, they didn't have that same relationship because they were on a different path or yeah. they were defining their situation in a different way or they were allowing their situation to mold themselves into a negative way. But I wanted to use my situation as a tool to inspire others. I wanted it I wanted to use it to my advantage. So long long story short, throughout that time or that stint, I just told myself that I wanted to get into this field and a lot of people told me I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd have to go to school and this and that and I kind of defied the odds and went against what everyone told me and I uh, worked my way up the ladder. I volunteered and I was provided with opportunities that you can only say came from God. So um, I've been in management ever since. I've never worked frontline. I've always been uh, on the management side of things within the social services field. And um, how it's impacted my life is just really, you know, like, you know, I used to say, like, we're in this field to help others, but I don't believe in the word helping someone. Like, we are there to support people. Um, I love that. And, and hopefully inspire them to be better versions of themselves as well, you know. So you can only help someone that wants to help themselves, regardless of their capacity, you know. But uh, we're there to support people and get them the right services and supports needed. Because sometimes our services aren't the right place for them, you know. Um, but it inspires me because it, it, it allows you to be grateful for what you have and what you've been through. You don't pity anybody, but you just gain a different perspective on how your life has been. Your life hasn't been perfect, but it might not be. It just we you can't do comparative struggle. Like I don't believe in that. Like you can't compare your struggle to others. It is your own, 100%. just like your beliefs. Yeah. Just like your beliefs. Yeah. Just like your whatever. Like there are individual things you know so experiences pain pain. as well yeah yeah no one will ever understand what your pain is like i always say that like as humans we all know and are familiar with pain it just looks different for everyone but we can all relate to the concept of what pain is and how it feels that's just like the story you know the story the content of of that pain is what's different how it's how the story is told even you know like we're we're all our own books and we're just getting through chapters these are chapters of our lives that's why i don't believe in age per se because i i say stage it's about a stage in life you know just because you turn 30 doesn't mean you need to be wherever a quote-unquote 30 year old is 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 shown to be through media or what what you were told growing up you know you're in your own book this is your book these are your chapters you remember chapter five and chapter 10 and you're in chapter 30 right now you know because that's the stage that you're at but 
you know, it's an individual thing. Hopefully you say something and it resonates with someone and they can relate to it, like you said, but it's not their struggle. They can't compare it. You can't compare, you can't compare slavery to the Holocaust. I'm sorry. You just can't. Like, I don't think you can. There are two different struggles and yeah, you know, you can't come, you can't do comparative suffering. I don't believe in that. So, um, yeah. And, and, Tell us more, like, just um, briefly about, like, the Who and How Club. What does it stand yes. for and aim to achieve? The Who and How Club, um, it focuses on who people are and how they became the Who's that they are. That's my goal, um, to just, like, not expose, maybe I could use the term ignite again. You know, I want to ignite certain things in people similar to what you and I are already speaking about like these perspectives these these dissecting of the mind and 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 the heart and the experience that you're you're living we all share this common thing called life so who are you in that and how did you become the you that you are through all of that we have a journey we have a book a lot of times we see someone who's famous they just pop up tomorrow like let's just say a famous rapper Everyone loves their music, whether it's female or male. You know, everyone loves their music and they're bumping it and they're streaming it and they're playing it in the cars, uh, in their cars. But you don't even know who that person is or what it took for them to get to that version of them that you see right now. So let's talk about those journeys and uh, or that journey and those processes and the the progress or um, the trials and tribulations, the challenges. So. That's what the who and how club represent. Finding the truth behind the who. I love it. Yeah. Similar and to defining and how to define the, your who. Like, you're, like I said earlier, your name is your name. Do you define yourself based off of that? Do you define yourself based on what you do? Or is that an external thing? It is an external thing. But we don't realize that we find ourselves defining ourselves. By what we do. And, yeah. True. That's not who you are. You know? True. 100%. And there is no one answer or right answer. It's really just figuring that out and, fi- yeah, finding that out together through conversation. So, yeah. yeah. And what would you say is three powerful truths that you can share to help others begin their self-healing journey? Uh, I want to reference back to our little quote earlier that I feel like you and I kind of came up with together. I'm not going to take full credit because you inspired these. Uh, these three, like the trifecta, like the healing, growth, and awareness. Mm-hmm. I think that that implementing those, like having an understanding of what those three things mean to your life, um, could help you with that self-healing and self-growth and and the evolution of yourself, you know? So gaining perspective and awareness, being self-aware, to having time with yourself, taking time to yourself, whether it's 30 minutes a day or every Sunday where you just disconnect from everything so you could spend some time with yourself to gain, to self-reflect and to gain perspective on your life and self-awareness, you know? You'll gain awareness through that. And being open to to growing and to changing, to not stunting your own growth or self-sabotaging your growth just because you're stubborn or stuck in your ways or unwilling to change or try new things or, you know, changing the way you speak about yourself. 
you know, the things you feed your brain and, and your heart and the energy that you share with others and inviting people into that, like being more choosy with who you invite into your bubble. Um, that will help with your growth. And then the healing aspect is like addressing those things that have hurt you so badly. And it doesn't mean you have to go face to face with those things, but, you know, forgiving yourself, you know, through those things that have hurt you. Um, and, you know, finding ways to, to address those things. It doesn't have to be face to face. It could be through therapy. It could be through journaling. It could be through exercising. It could be through... You know, going back to spending time with yourself and so and reflecting and choosing, choosing to say yes or no or that, you know what, as of today, I am going to let this go. I am going to choose to accept this thing and move forward in my life because this thing has been holding me back for X amount of years and and I'm over it. That's how you truly heal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I love that. Honestly, do and I can only say thank you um, once again, Harris, for you know sharing your love and light, opening yourself up to being vulnerable and exploring your truth with us. Aspen, I appreciate you uh, having me on today's show. Like I, I think I needed it. Um, like I said, I feel like this was a form of therapy as well. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your platform and what it represents because I was looking it up before we spoke and I'm like, wow, this is pretty unique. And I, I, I already felt like just seeing you, you would be a person that I would love to connect with on a deep level. I could tell that you have depth um, just by looking looking at your page and looking at the, the podcast itself and what it represents. I'm like, okay, I, I actually want to go and listen to, to your stuff. So um, if you could, fo- let, let's you and I stay connected. Let's follow each other. I want all your listeners to stay in touch with me, following me on the Who and How Club platform, at Who How Club on all social media platforms, or whohowclub.com. Um, or you could connect with me personally at only one Eris, O-N-L-Y, the number one, A-R-Y-S, on all social media platforms and eristejan.com. And yeah, I'm just working on some new music and new episodes of the show and bringing it to new levels. So hopefully we'll get you on the show very soon and yeah, keep this conversation going. Yeah, definitely. Thanks again. Oh, thank you. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. I truly appreciate you and I can't wait until you join me again. For more on today's episode, check out the Tea Talks podcast on Instagram. And if you'd like to support the podcast, download and leave a review. Practice kindness by sharing this podcast and showing love. Until next time. Bye.